This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. This is Kyle Gibson. Welcome back to this week's Meeting on the Mound. We are starting a series tonight against the Chicago White Sox. And joining me here on this Meeting on the Mound is Twins rookie do-it-all pitcher, opener, reliever, starter, you name it, Randy Dobnak. Randy, thanks for being on here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kyle. Uh, Glad to be here. So uh, you've got a unique story. Anybody that has seen any write-up about you, uh, you have a unique story. This will be a really uh, fun way for Twins fans to get to know you a little bit um, because there's a lot of fun things I feel feel like about where you've come from, uh, and we'll get into that today. But you're from Pennsylvania. First fun fact, South Park High School. I mean, Park you've Hedgehog, never yeah. heard that, right? Like, you, nobody's <laughs> not, ever asked you about the cartoon. That, yeah, I've never heard it before in my life. <laughs> yeah, every time I say where I'm from, people are like, I'm like, yeah, I just like the TV show. I went to that high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, tell us about, you know, up here in Minnesota, you know, we're obviously a little bit far removed from Pennsylvania, but um, what other sports did you play growing up? And then as you got into high school, you know, what kind of drew you to baseball? Um Growing up, I saw, I mean, I started baseball when I was four. That was the first sport. Um, I played soccer a few years, football. I played middle school. Uh, I was a really good wrestler growing up, but I ended up quitting wrestling because I didn't like the singlet we had to wear. So like, I was probably <laughs> who does right? I was probably eight or nine. I quit, and all the coaches are like talking to my dad, They're like, "Why did he quit?" I'm like, "I don't like the singlet." But yeah, I played basketball. I was terrible at basketball. I actually, I actually scored in the wrong hoop one game. <laughs> Very but, good. Uh, when I got to high school. Um, I was I was working out to play football my freshman year, but then midway through workouts, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give this up." So they had me as a offensive lineman. I was the smallest guy on the team. Like, I might get destroyed out there. That doesn't work. So uh, after that, I just focused on baseball, fall ball, uh, summer ball, and then spring season. All four years of high school. So I I played with a guy from Quakertown, Pennsylvania, in uh, at Missouri. And when I looked at his high school stats, he was a stud, right? He comes into Missouri and he hit like 600 or something. What was what was your high school experience like there in South Park? Uh, I mean, it was great. Uh, the guys that we played with in, in high school, we had played our whole basically our whole lives. So our senior year, we actually ended up going 24 and 0, and we wow. won like the it's called the Whippeal, mm-hmm. Western Pennsylvania something league, whatever. <laughs> but it's like it's like the regionals they have in other states. Um, so we we won the maximum amount of games. I think having us all grow up together helps uh, with the team. But you can play 20 games throughout the year, and then four playoff games to win the championship, and we went straight through on 24-0. Then we lost in the States. We went, ended up going 25-1 in the season. That's incredible. But, I mean, I had a blast. Uh, all the guys we played with are great. I still talk to a lot of them. So now from, from South Park, you choose to attend Alderson Broadus University, a D2 in West Virginia. Uh, I mean, I think people are going to hear more and more how unique this story is coming now to the big leagues. But what made you choose Alderson brought us a, a D2 in a, in a small town in West Virginia? Coming out of high school, I had – that was my only – I mean, I had two offers. I had three offers. One was D3, which isn't really an offer because they can only give academics. Right. right. I had another one from a college in deep West Virginia, like way down south, called Concord. <laughs> yep. But they ended up taking back their offer. I think they sent too much money out 
and I was too late to jump the gun, I guess. And it being Alderson Broadus was my only offer, and uh, I ended up just get, I went there. So it's in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia. It's called Philippi, West Virginia. Yes. They actually have a uh, they have a covered bridge. That's their claim to fame. <laughs> and it was also the land of it was the site of the first land battle of the Civil War. It was I mean, actually it was actually a lot of history. I love it. They sometimes consider consider it a skirmish because our our uh, mascot is called the skirmish. Okay. Yeah. I like it. You're making this interview easy. I don't even need to come up with these fun facts. Um, what I think, what I think, some people and a lot of players, I, I don't know how many high school players are listening right now, but parents for sure. You know, the story is if my kid wants to play pro ball, he needs to go D1. He needs to be at this school. You know, he needs to get this much exposure. But was pro ball always a dream of yours coming out of high school? Was that you know kind of where you saw yourself ending up? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's every kid's dream. Just to get. I mean, get an opportunity. Uh, coming out of high school, I mean, I was I was throwing pretty well. Um, I was probably low 90s, 92, 93 here and there. But um, when I went to college, I was like, you know what? I mean, it could happen. I think at that at that college, it was a college when I first went through. My first year was when it turned, turned into a university, another fun fact. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think they had two guys drafted out of there back in, like, the 70s or something like that. But they never made it up to the big leagues. And, I mean... I thought I had a shot. I talked to a few scouts throughout my time there, but every time they'd come to see me play, we would get snowed out, rained out. <laughs> the, few, the the college alone is about 30 minutes off the highway on a back road. So, I mean, you lose cell service on that road there. I mean, it's pretty it's a pretty unique place. So what kind of encouragement would you give to uh, parents of these kids or these kids in specific to encourage them? One, I've, I was always a believer in high school. You know, I didn't really – blossom and grow until my junior and senior year that I didn't even think D1 was going to be an option. But everybody always said there's always a place for you to play if you want to play in college ball. What kind of encouragement would you give to those kids who think that D1 is the only way that they're going to get seen? I mean, there's there's lots of guys out there that went uh, they went D3, D2. Um, but I think if, you, like, if you're going to go D1 as a walk-on, you probably won't play first two years. Well, first year, maybe two years. I think if... Uh, if you want to get seen, you're going to want to go somewhere that you're going to play, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, me personally, I'd rather play for four years rather than sitting there wasting two years of my life, you know. Absolutely. But I think just don't really, don't ever give up. Um, there's always somewhere for you to play, whether it be D2, D3. You can go to Ju- you can do the Juco route. I don't really know a lot about that, but I've heard it's <laughs> interesting. But, um, yeah, just don't give up on the dream and keep playing. So... I feel like, and and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but don't give up on your dream. I feel like it could be a little bit of a theme for you and your journey because you finish up at at Alderson Broadus, you don't get drafted, you decide to go play in Utica for the Utica Unicorns. You've got some teams that you play for. This is great, the Utica Unicorns in the United Shore Professional Baseball League. Um, one, how was the? Was there some disappointment? After that last season at Alderson brought us, and you realize I didn't get drafted. Now what? Uh, I think yeah, there was a little bit of disappointment, but I mean, I've learned to never really expect anything. So kind of expect the unexpected, whatever the, the phrase is. But yeah, I mean, I had a lot. I had a really good four years there. Like I said, I talked to some scouts. They sent me questionnaires and stuff like that, and got in contact with me. But I wasn't expecting to get drafted. And day one came by, I knew it definitely wasn't gonna be day one because I would have heard from scouts and stuff. <laughs> Day two and day three came by. I was sitting there, kind of like, you know, getting a little, a little upset. Not really. I mean, not really upset, but kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I had a backup plan, like 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 you said. I went to play uh, in the indie ball league, and my only in there was the coach Jim Essian, who was a former catcher, catcher in the big leagues for like seventeen years. He managed his son. Actually, played with me my first year of college. He was my catcher, and uh, after I got drafted, didn't get drafted. He called me up. He's like, "Hey, you still want to come play for me?" I was like. Yep, be there tomorrow. <laughs> so you show up to play. Uh, you play for, I would assume, most of the rest of the summer. And then uh, in August, the Twins call. August 2017. Um, I believe it was maybe even August 1st, right at the beginning of the month. I think they, they called me at the end of July, but I signed like August 1st. Like so you, you sign August 1st. Uh, you play a little bit of the year there between Elizabethan and Cedar Rapids. What was that first year of pro ball like? And and. How was it getting into pro ball that route? Because there's guys every year that sign mm-hmm. undrafted. Not many, I would say, sign in August undrafted. Most are right after the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I never, I didn't really understand how any of that worked because nobody in my family has ever been drafted or played professional baseball. But uh, the scout that signed me, Billy Milos, he was telling me like, you know, this is a unique situation. Like, you know, we're not just signing you to sign you. Like, we think that you can definitely help us out in the long run. Which I guess has turned true so far, anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, like like you said, I, I played indie ball for about five, five or six weeks, I'd say, and then I signed there, and I went to E Town for about a month, finished the season in Cedar Rapids. I mean, it was insane. Like all the guys talk talk some crap about the field in E Town. I don't know if you played there or not. You I there? I did not. No. I unfortunately <laughs> did not make that stop, but I've heard about but, it. I mean, I thought it was awesome because yeah. I mean, if you saw the college field I played at. <laughs> it's a little different from everything else, but uh, yeah, when I got there, I was like, "There's a sweet my first time ever having a clubhouse." I mean, we had a clubhouse in indie ball, but uh, this is like my first time having a clubhouse, having a clubby, just being around the guys a lot. And uh, I didn't know how to use a loop actually; I had never what? used one before. So I was like, asking, I was like, I looked at the thing, I was like, "Where do I put the socks at?" And like, yeah, you have to put them in that little thing in there. I was like, news to me. So I mean, it was definitely a definitely a big change for me. I mean, I I loved it. I loved every second of it. So, I want to ask you a little bit about you know the minor leagues and and you had a shorter journey in the minor leagues, especially for somebody who is undrafted. Just to give everybody a timeline, you're signed in August of 2017, and here we are two years later. You're in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played in three different levels, uh, not including the big leagues this year, starting in Fort Myers and ending up in the big leagues. Extremely rare, extremely unique. Um, but I ask a lot of guys this question: What was the most challenging part about playing in the minor leagues for you? I think the most challenging part was just at the beginning was just the adjustment. I mean, all the all the hitters you face, they're all good, or else they wouldn't be there. Uh, and as you move up, move up the levels, they get better and better. Uh, each mistake you make, they're going to crush it. So I think for me, just staying more focused, uh, just keeping my, just staying. Uh, cool and collected just mm-hmm. not letting my emotions get the best of me was definitely a big part of it and um just working on hitting my spots more as a pitcher because like i said if you make those mistakes the guys are going to crush it so being more precise with all your pitches definitely helps so now uh let's go to to your big league story before we get into uh what a lot of people know about you uh in your first off season after pro ball but um Let's talk about your call-up story a little bit. You know, once again, you, you said earlier about you try to not expect things to happen. You try to not, uh, you know, get ahead of yourself, I feel like. But when you find out that you get the call, tell, tell us about that scenario and, and uh, how that went down. Yeah, so that, the day we were in Rochester, uh, I got there early, get some work in. 
and I had, I've had a weird feeling all day, like some things were happening, and I, I've been up there, seeing guys get called up, sent back down, and all the, how all the options work. And uh, that day, I, just, I had a weird feeling in my stomach that something was gonna happen because I had been, I think between starts, it'd been like eight or nine days, so I was like, really rested. And the night before, they had thrown. Uh, I think Cole Stewart went. He went five plus, and I know how that works. Like they go up, throw, and get sent back down. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a weird feeling in my stomach, and um, I was sitting there on the couch watching TV. Or whatever the hell on TV, but uh, and then Skip comes over. Uh, Dob that, come here. I was like, okay. Then my heart starts beating a little bit. I'm like, oh, this might this might be it. I, I get into his office and uh, Jay Z's in there. All the coaches are in there, and um, he's like, congrats, you're going to the big leagues. I was like, really? <laughs> I thought I was gonna be like, I thought it'd be really more more emotional. Mm-hmm. Maybe cry a little bit, but I didn't. I, I was, I think I was just more in shock. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the coolest feelings ever. Called my fiancé, called my parents, let them know. And, uh, Who was your first phone call? Well, I, I called my fiancé about 15, 20 times, and she was busy at work. <laughs> so she didn't answer, and then I called my dad, and he was like, no way, like, really? He was like, yeah, I was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, working. He's like, he might want to book a flight to Minneapolis. He's like, no way. <laughs> like, I FaceTimed him, so I, could saw his, I saw his reaction. But, yeah, I mean, that was pretty special to share that memo with him. So you get called up uh, on the 8th, and then uh, you come in on the ninth, and you throw four scoreless innings. I happen to know that because I started that day, and you threw four scoreless innings after <laughs> I did not throw well. But um, take us through that day. You know, uh, maybe a little bit the first day, you know, some of the nerves, but then that first outing, getting out there and, and uh, you know, being a big leaguer. I mean, yeah, my first, first time being there, I walked out and just, like, looked at the stadium and the crowd. I think both nights were like almost a sellout. There's like 35,000 there. I mean, that was that was insane for sure. And then uh, the first day, I was a little nervous, I'd say, but not extremely nervous. Like I said, I mean, I thought it would be a lot nervous more than I was. But uh, yeah, and then the second day came around, and then like you said, you your your outing didn't go so well, and I knew right. how all that worked. Like yep. we're down, they're gonna need somebody to eat all those innings up, and I was like, you know what? This is probably my shot to come. And the phone rings. I said, Dodnick, get home. I'm like, all right, take out my hoodie and start throwing. Just, I mean, it's the same game I've played my whole life, you know. Just more people there. Uh, the hitters were a lot better. But I just I just stayed true to myself, and I did what I'd done all year. It's worked out for me. So over the last four weeks, uh, what have you learned, um, and and what are you kind of uh, – what are you looking forward to here toward the end of the year? Over the last few weeks, I think uh, just – adjusting to the lifestyle up here I mean you're always on the go you have even serious here then after that game you fly home or fly somewhere else um, you gotta make sure you get your, get your rest yep. um, just prepare for each day because as a reliever you never really know when you're gonna pitch and for me that's been a, that's been a little different because I've been a starter ever since mm-hmm. I could throw a baseball you know <laughs> I had a few I had a few like relief outings but most of them were after I had an opener for an inning then I go five six plus whatever right but yeah, I had I asked some of the guys in the bullpen like I'm not really sure how to warm up and when when to like when do I prepare for all this? But then I figured out like you can just kind of watch the game and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. You'll get an understanding for when you start stretching, you know, throwing the weight of balls, and do what you're gonna do to get ready. Yep, cool, very cool. Uh, so lastly, here I can't do an interview with you without talking about uh, your first off season drive, <laughs> your first off season job in 2017. Uh, you sign up to drive for Uber and Lyft. Uh, do you plan on doing that this off season? By the way, uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, right now I'm living in West Virginia with my fiance. Okay. So the uh, 
the demand's a little lower than a little it was bit lower in there. So what made you uh, what made you sign up for for Uber that first off season? Uber and Lyft, right? Yeah, Uber and Lyft. Uh, you, do, you do most guys do both just so you can stay more busy. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had a friend that was doing it, and you know he was like, yeah, I mean it's fun, and I've always had the idea, and I just got a new, kind of a newer car, so it was really good on gas. Yeah. And uh, the the best part about it was I can I can work whenever I wanted. Sure. So if I didn't want to work that day, I just don't ever turn the app on. And if I wanted to, because like, I wanted to focus on doing my baseball stuff right. before anything else. So I didn't want to work, you know, a normal job eight to five and then mm-hmm. rush to the gym and rush home, eat dinner and go to bed and do Absolutely. it all over again. Which I actually did at the beginning of the, the, beginning of the off season. I worked from 8.30 to five. And then I'd go work out and then go drive until like 10 or 11. So oh. that was kind of wear and tear. After yeah. a month, I quit the other job and just focused on Uber and Lyft because I mean, I loved it. Um, every ride's different. You never know what you're going to have. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun just to talk, meet new people every ride. And, uh, so just, now, yeah. so the story is is that you have a 4.99 rating. Yeah. Um, Insane. Somehow, <laughs> somehow somebody accidentally gave you a four-star, or maybe they... Uh, I'm thinking it was a mistake. You know? Of course it was, right. right? Um, but no, that's that's really cool, and I think that's one thing that probably gets lost a little bit um you know i had a a different type of journey through the minor leagues being drafted earlier and not needing to work but Mm -hmm. a lot of guys do you Mm -hmm. know a lot of guys take that off season and try to make up for the time that they don't get to make a lot of money during the season you gotta make enough money in those months to survive exactly throughout the year exactly so it's always fascinating to hear what guys have done to make it through because you always hear stories about guys who stop playing not because maybe they're not good enough but they can't afford to play yeah, anymore. Yeah, especially yeah. if they have a family. Exactly. Luckily, I mean, not not luckily, but fortunately, I don't have a, any kids yet. I'm getting married soon, uh, but no kids in the future yet. <laughs> and you know what? Before we leave, I can't. I almost forgot about the wedding. So the <laughs> wedding is here coming up in what, like a week and a half, right? Yeah. What's so it's si- it's it's September twenty what? Yeah, twelve days. So Sep- the twenty eighth. September twenty eighth is the wedding. <laughs> So you've had this plan for a long time. Oh, you picked the day two years ago. When two I was, years ago. I think ago. I was either in indie ball or I was in <laughs> So you went ball. with the two-year engagement, Yeah. and now it's I panned went. out to where you're in the big leagues, and you're going to get married. Yeah. Still on the date, on the 27th, yeah. or the 28th, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll be gone the 27th, too. We still have to get our marriage license. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you getting married, and then we'll see you back on the 29th, 29th or 30th, or what's the plan? Um, well, the plan is so far, I haven't, con- I haven't confirmed it yet with... Skip, but I've talked to Thad and Derek yeah. and uh, Jay Z. But I'm probably gonna fly out after the game in Detroit. We have a day game there. Get home that night, Friday. You know, do the rehearsal. I mean, you, you're married, right? Yep. Yeah. So you know, the rehearsal and get all the things yep. in, in place. Saturday the wedding, the wedding, and we have a day game Sunday. I mean, if they want me to fly back to Kansas City, I can do that. But I'm gonna talk to Rocco probably today or tomorrow yeah. to figure out a plan of action. Let's talk with Rocco and let's talk with your future wife as well. Yeah. Make sure she's included in that. She yeah. might want to see you for a couple hours. <laughs> but uh, no, that's uh, that's cool, man. Um, yeah. Congratulations on on everything. You know, I think this this type of a journey is really cool for people to hear. The fact that somebody can go undrafted and is fast tracked to the big leagues in two years is unheard of. Yeah, it's, um, been, it's been insane this year. So this year for sure. <laughs> it's really cool to hear it. Uh, we've been really happy to have you and um, congratulations on the wedding and I'm sure the guys will try to get something cool for you and uh, give you a nice wedding gift. But uh, thanks for being on the show and, and finish strong this year, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.